February 19th, 2011, 8.5-bit episode 7. I'm your host, Stephen Lamb, and with me tonight, I have Mr. Ian Maddy. Wait, 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 I'm, I'm going now? Dude, I thought we talked about this. I wasn't supposed to go later. I, got, I don't have a stick ready for this. J.D. Viardo? <laughs> I have a stick. I always have a stick, and it's ready all the time. It's a stick, not a stick. I heard stick. And I have a stick. And I don't have a shtick. I have a stick. I always have a stick. But I need a shtick, not a stick. And Arrow Reed. How's it going? Not bad. How are you tonight, gentlemen? Uh, glad the week is over. Looking forward to the weekend. That's for damn sure. All right. Tonight's topic. Gadgets, gizmos, and technology. All right, so let's just get right into it. How you guys been playing? How you guys doing? How was your week? What you been watching? Yeah. Well, let's go with some of the people that haven't been here for what seems like two weeks. Oh, Errol. How do you feel about comic books? You got about two minutes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I enjoy comic books. Uh, my collection is not as vast as I would like, but you know, there's always room to improve. Um, probably one of my favorite, most favoritest comic books, or the series, uh, is the Punisher Max series that Garth Ennis has been doing, doing the writing. I fucking love them. Um, then you have, you know, your standards, Watchmen, um, Battle Royale, the manga, I got a, you know, I found that hugely entertaining. Uh, same with Helsing. I was very pleased that they have finally, uh, finally after about, you know, I think I had to wait about a year and a half between volume 9 and volume 10 because um, the writer, author, was put on suicide watch by his publishers. He kept on drawing, uh, he kept on drawing characters different between frames. They were a little worried about him, but, you know, all's well that ends well. You remember Nathan from back in the college? He was a big into, into Helsing. He was? Just saw that yeah. guy like two months ago. He was a fuckwit. Who cares about him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last I saw that guy about two months ago. I had to talk to him. I was on working the register, so I had to. <laughs> last time, I, I saw him once at uh, Future Shop uh, not long ago, but before that, it was at uh, the, the Edmonton, uh, the Capital X one year. And uh, he was with some little girl, like younger woman. Uh, I'm not sure if they're still together, but holy crap, you know, he, she had him bitch slap, like, you know. It's called pussy whip, Ian. Well, this it's is worse. Pussy. No, this is worse. Like, hugely worse. We're talking like, you know. So that we're not, so he's whipped to the point, but he's not even getting any pussy? I have no idea. I mean, we're I talking. that's like, called we're walking, slavery. We're walking back towards <laughs> the, the trains. Uh, like, after the, uh, like, it was just after midnight when the grounds closed, people are starting to clear out. And he accidentally steps on the back for a flip-flop, and she freaks out. Starts screaming at him like, Oh my god! You just stepped on my foot! What did you do that on purpose for, huh? Oh, look, now you broke my shoe! Well, now it's broken. I hope you're happy. Now I have to walk around with one shoe broken, and I get to step on class, and uh, all this crap. It's all your fault! So, oh, here I can fix it. No, don't touch it. You'll just make it worse. See, I fixed 
fit. Now I can. I don't have to step on it, which is all your fault. Yeah, well, you know what? I never really liked that guy, so I don't really care. Funny as hell. I mean, oh, absolutely. Then she turned around to like me and say, "So that was really fun, hey? Like, totally bipolar. It was messed up. Totally messed up." Yeah, I think I think I know the girl you're talking about. You see her places for some reason all the time. It's kind of weird. But anyways, comic books. (laughs) Comic books. Uh, Yeah. Aside from those, um, just trying to think of the other comics and manga that I have. Um, I'm sorry. What was that, Ian? I didn't catch that. Wonder Woman. No, no, not. I'm not a huge DC fan. I'm not. uh, I'm not a DC fan. What are your feelings on? uh, Multiple versions of superheroes. That, you know what? I'm not a huge fan of that. I, I'm actually not a huge fan of that. I mean, as you, know, as you have brought up before, as much as I love Samuel L. Jackson, he is not Nick Fury. Okay, okay. JD, how do you feel on that topic? Flash 1, Flash 2, Flash 3. Superman, um, Superboy, Supergirl, Superdog. Super monkey. You mean the DC universe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. In general? You know, um, I've never been partial to either Marvel or DC. I've always, like... Uh, the independent. I've always liked both of them. Uh, I know there's two different worlds. The Marvel world is more of a serious world now, and, of course, the DC universe has their multiple universes. And um, at first, I didn't really like the idea of having multiple universes, but... Um, Crisis was a really good series, uh, like the the crossover series. I loved Crisis, and from there it spawned like a whole bunch of different crossovers. Uh, I don't like the idea of having so many crossovers, uh, so DC kind of lost some of my respect, but I still don't really mind DC at all. Okay. Well, yeah, on the topic of uh, multiple worlds, uh, Marvel actually does have multiple worlds. I know. Yeah, uh, there's uh, the th- ultimates. There's like your classic. And- oh no, no, we're talking like different dimensions in that. I mean, the probably the best. It's, it's best, a secret, um, secret wars. I think or something like that. It was one of those whole dealy shtick things. Let's see here. Yeah, what? What? You know, probably what uh, pins it out the best in uh, the series Marvel Zombies in uh, number five. Like they're jumping from uh, dimension to dimension to try and track down the zombie virus. Uh, and they come into basically our world. That's Earth uh, 0000. And uh, the quote is, uh, uh, there's nothing special about this dimension. Everyone here is, uh, always has been utterly normal. And the other two characters are like, oh no, those poor ignorant bastards. <laughs> I think it's quite poignant. I mean, cause, I mean it, it's, it's a really good, you know, in yeah. that regard, it doesn't have like the fifty-two worlds or something like that in DC, but yeah, Mar- Marvel does it too, where they have different worlds too, right? Well, like you were just saying, then uh, that comic book Invincible I was talking about last week, uh, that had a small crossover with Marvel too, where they cross dimensions and stuff. No way. Yeah, it's just it's just a couple of issues, I think, something like that, like two or three at most, where uh, Invincible ends up getting thrown into the Marvel universe with Spider-Man. I think it's actually only one 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 issue, but whatever, still counts. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what else did we talk about last week since you guys weren't here? Um, well, uh, before we move on to that, uh, JD, what did you think? Uh, what are your uh, thoughts on the comics? What are you reading? Comics at all? 
Yeah. Um, I haven't read comics for a long time. Um, I I used to read a lot of comics. Like I would leave the comic book shop shops with like hundred dollars worth of comic books. Now it's kind of like died down just because. Uh, I am into a whole lot of different multimedia uh, things out there, and I do draw um, illustrations uh, that are based on like a comic book style. But uh, the last comic book that I seriously read was uh, probably going back all the way to Batman Hush, and that's a that's a long time ago. Like uh, the Batman there. Hush series is probably the last one I, I seriously read from from beginning of the series to the end. <clears throat> So, yeah, yeah I, I found that uh, graphic novel not too long, well, about a, a few months ago and read it. Read it. And that was a pretty decent uh, uh, run. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also interested in art. Like, uh, It's hard for me to read a comic book if I don't enjoy the artwork. Uh, Jim Lee's art has always inspired me to uh, draw almost exactly the same. A lot of There's a lot of Jim Lee clones out there, but uh, if the art isn't there, then for some reason the story just doesn't capture me. I don't know why. I just am that way. Well, yeah, I completely understand what you mean. There's a book called Why, is, Why the Last Man. It's actually a really good story. It's about how uh, this plague pretty much breaks out and all the males in the whole entire world are killed except for this one guy and his monkey. Uh, the art style itself is it's kind of it's kind of a bit of a... <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, look at... It. One man and his one monkey. monkey. <laughs> yeah, his, his... the male human and his male monkey it is apparently the last the last man <laughs> the last men yeah, but yeah dark style <laughs> a bit of a bit of a throwback but the story itself is actually really good um sometimes it's a little tough for me to actually sit down and read it because the art style is not like all flashy and new but you know it's still a pretty good story but the whole thing is yeah it's, sometimes it's tough to read something you don't really enjoy the art I completely understand what you're talking about Yeah, I can hear. I can see what you mean there. It's definitely you gotta enjoy what you're looking at in order to play. Be able to, yeah. you know, read it or stand it for that matter. No, exactly. And that's one thing that um with Punisher Max that I enjoyed is the fact that for the most part they've kept. I mean, Garth Ennis has done on the storyline throughout the entire, pretty well the entire thing, but they've kept the same artists. And it wasn't until the very end or the the most re- recent ones that the artist that they had um, was, uh, I'm not sure if it was replaced or if he left the project, I don't know, but they changed the artist, and so just the style, it's, I don't know, it's probably one of my least favorite out of the entire series, probably just because of that, you know, that new art style, so I mean, nothing against the artist, it's good but it just doesn't have that same vibe that, um, you know, the other ones did, and of course with that entire series, uh, Tim Bradstreet does the, uh, the all the, the covers, and uh, all the ink work, and he has, you know, very, very uh, defined style, very, you know, distinct. Iconic. Yeah. Yes, distinct. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Well, it's Thank- kind of like all the Alex Ross stuff. You know you're looking at Al- Alex Ross when you when you see it. Yeah. All right. Uh, any comments on uh, comic movies before we move on? Fantastic uh, Four sucked. I agree. I forgot yeah, I about that. Okay. Comic that was movies. We talked a little bit about that too, not that yeah. much, but yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you think uh, Green Lantern and Thor and uh, I am Avengers looking- are going to turn out Captain America? I don't think they'll be any good. Thor. Have you seen the new uh, the new trailer? No. I haven't. I, I'm boycotting Thor. You're boycotting Thor? Yeah. 
Just because he plays terrible in Marvel's Capcom 3. I have so. seriously put like two hours into that character and I can't get anywhere with him. <laughs> well, I don't know. Play my brother. My brother is obviously is, er, is actually really good with playing Thor. I don't know how he does it, but I just... Maybe it's because he zones properly with Thor, but I don't know. I, I can't use Thor either. I maybe no Thor is a character that you just... It's more like an advanced, uh, an advanced playing character, you know? Like, I think uh, you have to be able to read what your opponent is doing and be able to... Because he's so slow. Basically, if he's pulling off... Um, I, I forgot what it's called, but it's his fireball move. Um, yeah. Basically, if you're pulling that off, you have to be able to time it so then your opponent's going to jump into it. Yeah, pretty much. You need to either use your assist to lock down so you can actually pull it out, yeah. which ends up usually end up as a block anyways, but still, it, his fireball's pretty much useless. And it's mm-hmm. yes, his air dash is garbage, his ground dash is garbage, he can't triangle jump, he can't wave dash, it's impossible to get in with him. And when you are in, his attacks are so slow, you just get him smashed in the face. Anyways, uh, X-Men, first class, comments, what do you guys think? Seen the trailer? Uh... I actually haven't seen the trailer yet. Um, I'll, I'll look at that later. But I'm, uh, you know, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. That's, um, you know, interesting casting. Yeah, yeah. You know? You know, it has some potential to be not as terrible as the last X-Men movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. I don't know. I, I I don't like the continuity again. Like. Yeah, well, like, they're going to doing... it. Yeah. At this point, just reboot it. They destroyed it in the last movie. Just reboot it. People will forget and say it's a reboot, and you know, you can, you'll be good to go. Exactly. Well, that's what they seem to be doing with everything. I mean, there's a reboot of Superman in the works, a reboot of Spider-Man in the works. Well, it's because uh, Superman Returned wasn't that good. Uh, oh, Spider-Man, the last, the last Spider-Man movie was terrible. Yeah, don't even get me started about Superman. That, that oh, God. Like, it was watchable. It was, it, I'm going to say it was not as bad as X-Men or as bad as Spider-Man, but it was not good. You know, that's that's giving it credit where credit's not due. You know, it's it's pretty much the uh, the smart of the retarded kids. Yeah, <laughs> and that's putting it nicely, in my opinion. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, what you guys been playing? <laughs> Marvel vs. Capcom Three. Marvel baby, it's Marvel baby. Yeah, Marvel. Buying a car. Let's talk about some Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Ian, last time we talked, you said you weren't a big fan of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have a question for you. Why? Um, well, I think it's a little too much right off the bat. I mean, there's a couple of things that really, I mean, the roster doesn't really excite me all that much. I haven't really found any really compelling characters to pull me into it other than Deadpool. Uh, because I'm a fan of Deadpool. I think he's pretty damn cool. Um, I think that they could have done a lot more with the roster. I don't think, like, for example, bringing the in, almost the entire um, the entire range of uh, De- Resident Evil characters was all that great, mo- great of a move. I mean, we don't need Wesker, Jill, and... <clears throat> Well, and uh, they, Chris they, Redfield. They all, they all play fundamentally different, though. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not referring to how they play. I'm more referring to the, the character roster. I mean, I think they should have maybe scrapped like uh, Redfield, Chris Redfield or Jill and brought in Frank West, for example. I know that they originally were going to have him in the game, and they may ha- bring him in as DLC later on. But I think that I mean, there's, no, uh, there's no proper uh, Guile or Charlie in there. There's no... Proper, uh, proper Zangief. There's no. I mean, there's Hagar, but I mean that 
he doesn't, as far as I can, I've seen, doesn't really play like a proper Zangief. It just feels like it, the character roster feels a bit, a bit lacking for my my personal likes. That that's pretty much exactly the point I I wanted to bring up actually because you're looking at it as Street Fighter. You're looking at it as a different, a completely different game, um, with different fundament. Like the game itself has completely different fundamentals, and I actually noticed this while we played. You mm-hmm. play with Street Fighter Four fundamentals, while those aren't the the fundamentals of Marvel, the Marvel series, the the versus series. It's a completely different uh, ball game, pretty much. Um, things yeah. like, well, like the characters themselves, the way that Street Fighter is paced, it's super slow game comparatively. Yes, I would. I would definitely agree, and I think uh, something else that uh, I was. I've given this a bit of thought, and I, you know, on it. I mean, the one is the roster. I don't find it particularly engaging for my my personal likes. I mean, there's not a lot of characters that I, I think that are you know really awesome or are great. I think so they could have done a lot more with the roster. Uh, maybe knocked out a few of the because it seems almost like the the old standby Marvel cast is almost all there. You know. Uh, but a lot of uh, a lot of missed opportunities were there for some really cool characters. I think you know, like you could have had like, like I mentioned, Frank West, or uh, brought in some really uh, you know unknown characters from the Marvel universe, or you know, barely uh, lesser known, like maybe like a Mysterio from the Spider-Man universe. I, I think he, that would just been an interesting character to have. I mean, well, like missed during, opportunity. like during the whole character selection process too, they need to actually select characters that are actually going to be a playable character that you're actually going that you're actually going to want to play. That's going to have viable moves, right? Like, yeah. what's Mysterio going to do? Like, flash you with lights a bunch of times? Well, I don't know. I mean, it could all be based on you know uh, illusion, deception. I mean, they kind of did that well with uh, in the Mortal Kombat series with uh, Noob Saibot. Well, sort of, kind of, but once again, this whole thing with the the whole style of gameplay, you need the character that's going to be able to pretty much rush down or play a keep-away game or whatever it is, right? Yeah, I know, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, you look at, you know, uh, you could also play that argument, like, with Arthur from uh, from the Ghost and Goblins series. I mean, he's basically all projectiles, projectiles, yeah. rather. And and that's exactly how he's played. He's played as a keep-away character. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, by, like, the, like, with a character like Mysterio, you could... You really play it up, or like maybe like even from the like Sandman, or um, you know something like that. You know, I'm, again, I'm not really big on yeah. my Marvel and uh, Marvel. Like Sa- Sa- Sandman, I can see them probably making a decent Sandman character, but uh, <laughs> Mysterio seems like it would be a bit of a stretch to make him a viable character. Yeah, it could definitely be, but I mean, you could also like that's just a, off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, that's that was my first complaint. There's no real compelling characters for me um, that I see there just based on name alone, regardless of how they play. Um, the other issue that I found with it is that it's there's so m- many layers of the game. Like uh, compared to Street Fighter, you know, there is the basics of Street Fighter. And as you mentioned there, you know, I was playing it very much like a Street Fighter game, and that's you know, very much how I, I do play it. And you know, it's obviously not uh, different fundamentals, but I mean, I'm not of the MVC uh, family like lineage for the games. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think there was like you know, there's not like there's like advancing guard. I mean, other than to push the guy back from when he's close to you, I see no point in you know reasoning for it. Oh, that's exactly why you needed to push the guy away from it, because there's certain characters like Wolverine that will pretty much keep you locked down, not be able to do anything unless you push him back with advance guard. Yeah, true. But I mean, like the, I think that there was, a, or like the uh, counter juggle, the counter air juggle system. 
uh, you know, hitting the trying to read the opponent in the, the split second and uh, hitting the special and the direction in which they're hitting the special to counter their air juggle. Um, I think maybe it was a bit too fast-paced and too many layers slapped onto it for someone to, for real accessibility to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. In terms of accessibility, it is, it's pretty hard, pretty uh, hard to actually just jump in if you've never played the series before. Yeah. Um, one thing, though, like, we just jumped right into Versus, where me and JD have a bit of a fairly good handle on the game, mm-hmm. whereas you don't, right? So you're kind of pretty much playing a completely different game than we were. So, yep. yeah, that's one thing that's probably would have stunted your enjoyment of the thing for sure. Yep. Um, the, the, yes, I mean, definitely in that regard. I mean, uh, there's so many extra layers on it. Not that that's a bad thing, but I think that it's, it, it goes too far to the point where it's a bit uh, almost niche in that uh, regard. It's a niche oh, yeah. fighter. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. It's actually a niche fighter. It's, it's got its own, uh, its own yeah. following and everything like that. And the whole thing is like it's going to be way over the top, and you're going to have to put a ton of time into it to be any good at it. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, they tried to make it more accessible by dumbing down the control scheme, I think, with the, the four buttons ex- away from the six buttons. <clears throat> but, um, yeah. so, I mean, I, I, I feel they were a bit conflicted there. It's a good fighter, don't get me wrong. It's a very solid fighter, but it just doesn't hold anything for me. Uh, the third issue that I had with it is, you know, I noticed, uh, thinking back to the play uh, uh, when we were doing that, uh, the go-through there, is that, you know, when I lost, it wasn't, you know, when I play Street Fighter against you and JD, you know, when I lost, I could see why I lost. And, but when I was fighting against you guys, when I lost, it, it felt like, you know, the, there wasn't any sort of telltale thing there that I knew that, you know, okay, there was this that I was, uh, was doing wrong. Like, oh. you know, like he was coming in with a, a certain move. I was blocking the wrong way in Street Fighter. I could totally see that. It's sort of like, you know, when um, the E-Honda reference that we brought up a few weeks back. Yeah. You know, doing the, the crossover constantly. I felt almost in that same sort of way in which, uh, you know. Yeah, not well, able- like, yeah, for the most part, it is that. It's just, you know, the the actual visibility of what you're doing wrong is just a little bit, it's a little more hidden inside there. Mm-hmm. Um, things like, you know, but there's little things like push blocking that pretty much make up for it. It's like, yeah, he was on me, I couldn't do anything. Well, you just got to push block. Sometimes you just got to regularly block, right? Well, that's the thing, you know. I mean, I feel, I almost get the feeling like I need to spend like five, six hours with it yeah. to be able to identify the characters' moves that, they're, that you, you and JD were using against me so I'd know how to properly block against them. Whereas in Street Fighter, because it is a bit slower, you know, slower paced, you have that ability to know what you're doing wrong. But I felt like I was learning nothing and just banging my head against a wall. And that kind of yeah. really diminished a lot of the enjoyment for, of it from me. So I I think that's you know that's a lot, and I just don't have the the time nor the desire to sink thousands of or you know not maybe thousands but tens of hours into the game to to uh, learn characters that I don't really care about. Yeah, like fair enough. You know, it's you know, if you don't want to put the time into it, you're not going to get the same enjoyment out of it that like me and JD would get out of it. So that's mm-hmm. completely fair, fair and fair to say. Yeah, I mean, and definitely with like you and JD, uh, you are we're big fans of MVC too. So you're used to the frantic style the frantic pace of the game, and you already have a bit of a leg up in the sense of uh, a lot of the character attacks and moves um, may not be the same in input, but are in the same of uh, 
like you know where they hit, blocking high, blocking low, where they attack, et cetera, et cetera. So you have a bit of an edge in that regard against a, a rookie player in the series like myself. Well, like at the same time, you have to look at it as like you know you're doing something wrong. You have to sit there and if you actually if you want to put the time into it, obviously you have to sit mm-hmm. there and wonder like what what am I doing wrong? Why why can't I get around this certain move? And you figure out what what how you actually get around it because. Generally, actually, like in terms of balance, this game's actually really highly balanced. Even though Sentinel does seem super cheap, at the same time, I've been playing online probably about six hours now online, and you can get around him pretty easily if you know what you're doing. Yeah, I yeah, definitely I, I saw went that. Online with Sentinel, and guys destroyed me, absolutely destroyed me. And I'm not, I'm not too bad with Sentinel, but yeah. One thing you'll notice, though, most people when they play Sentinel, they just mash the exchange button trying to trying to use their armor properties just to launch you up, and they just go into uh, medium, hard, and hard drive usually. Yeah. And pretty much that exchange button when he does the flame kick in the air is super. It's super punishable on block. So pretty much you yeah. block it, you can pretty much just get in there, do whatever you want for free. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely noticed that there is a, uh, a lot of uh, really tight balance uh, in the game, which I definitely think was a really good move on their part. And like I say, that Capcom knows what they're doing with the fighters. Uh, but again, I think, you know, for someone like myself, combo system was simplified, but it also seemed to come down to, you know, um, I, there was no way that, like, in, at least when I was fighting you guys, that I could really learn what I was doing. Yeah, like like what like what I would recommend if you do want to put the time and just sit down. If you go through like the mission mode and stuff like that, I'll teach you basic combos, some more advanced combos, and just go online and play like player matches, and you'll you will eventually start to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, I mean, I don't really yeah. with yeah. with my the way that I go through games and the number of games that I play constantly, I don't really have time to to sit down with it and go that hard into it. I mean, I'm, I I definitely will play you guys again. I mean, I'm not going to go out the box there, but I mean, I definitely don't have any chance of winning in any time soon. Yeah, that's the thing, too. It's like, me and Jade are going to keep playing and keep getting better, and you, you don't play yeah. and keep getting better. It's just going to get worse and worse for you, though. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and I'll just, uh, then basically I'll just play less and less. Just like with MVC2. I mean, I played that a few times when it came out in the arcades, and, you know, I got my ass handed to me by the computer, and again, I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong, so I just walked away from it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Who you been uh, playing as, JD? Make any roster changes? Um, not really. Like I, I know Morgan is obviously a solid person for me. Sometimes I throw in Felicia, um, Magneto, depending on uh, whether or not I think the opponent's going to pick someone with a range uh, attack. Um, and uh, Dante is in there as well. However, a lot of people know how to fight against Dante, so sometimes uh, I, I don't. Like the the like, whole the whole problem with Dante, a lot of people just go into uh, autopilot when they pick Dante, and they don't actually think about what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely, that's true. But uh, yeah, I, it's I usually have just one solid person, and then pick a ra- randomly like two other people who I, I I'm trying out. Like sometimes I throw Hagar in there, um, just to make it interesting, or even Hulk or something like that. Uh, I am starting to learn how to use She Hulk a whole lot, and she is very dangerous if you know how to use her. Yeah, well, pretty much she has like <laughs> well, she has like instant dizzy. So yeah, which all is, right, which is pretty annoying if you get yeah. hit with it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Myself, I initially when we first played, I was using what I was using Sentinel and 
X-23 and usually just a random character. I pretty much dump both of those characters, though. Uh, right now, I've been playing with uh, Chris, uh, Spencer, Arthur, Hulk, and uh, Phoenix. And actually, you know what? Phoenix, although she has like less than half a million health, like, I think she's at like 4,800,000. Uh, 4, yeah. Um, which is tiny, pretty much any character can single combo and kill her. If you know what you're doing, she is freaking powerful as hell. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like high-ranked players, and uh, they always have Phoenix on their team. And obviously, her turning into Dark Phoenix is very dangerous. So if you know they're not using their their um, their supers at all uh, yeah. near the beginning, they're they're pretty much just saving it for Dark Phoenix. And then you're yeah, no, but normally what you'll notice is they'll put her they'll, they'll put her at the back of the team, and then they'll have uh, projectile characters at the front. It's pretty much just it, just as battery characters to build up the meter. Then after yeah. that, they'll just go all all in. Pretty much not care what they're doing until Phoenix comes in and then go go all out with Dark, Dark Phoenix. Which is a pain in the ass, but I still have to get, figure out a way to get around that one because she just fills the screen with fireballs. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah, I still got to find a way to get around that, unfortunately. Uh, I figured out my way around Sentinel, but I have some issues yeah. with uh, Dark Phoenix now. Anyways, Arrow, what you been playing? Not a whole lot. I picked up a pre-owned copy of Mafia 2, would have been, I guess, two weeks ago, like after the last podcast that I was actually on. So ran through that, enjoyed it thoroughly, because I, I, I played Mafia 1 for PC, so yeah. the tie-ins, I don't, I'm actually going to do a zero-spoiler uh, one this time, but uh, yeah, the tie-ins between the first game and the second game, I really enjoyed. Like, they had a lot of tie-ins. I don't actually remember. I played Mafia One. I don't actually remember anything about it though. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It was That's, good. Yeah. It, it was the one thing though was you had to wait until like the one point one patch came out because otherwise, because there was no difficulty meter on that game. It's just you just played it. But you got to like I think it was the fifth mission or something where you have to where you're trying to rig the 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 race like the the um, you know the car race, and so you go to the racetrack steal the guy's car, take it to Luca's shop, and then you have to get it back to the to back to the um the garage at the racetrack without being spotted and you have a time limit. And then you show up the next day at the bar and like, yeah, our driver got his arm broken by those uh I think it was Moretti's thugs. So uh guess what? You gotta run the you gotta run our race today. And you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck. And if you didn't have the game patched that the the race was ridiculously hard. Like crazy hard. Yeah, that that's the whole thing. I don't remember the game at all. I played it. I remember playing the game. I don't actually remember any specific parts of the game. It wasn't very memorable for me. Oh, well then, you're yeah. a fucking moron. Yeah, quite possibly. You know, not, yeah, Mafia 2 wasn't really memorable for me either. I mean, that's a game that I sunk a, a number of hours into to get the platinum for. But, you know, I don't really remember much about the storyline. It was a very, you know, unmemorable game. Well, the one thing I didn't or haven't enjoyed as much about it, is that they kind of touted it as a, you know, kind of like a open world. But it really wasn't. It wasn't as open world as they said it would be. Oh, know, so. not, not, like in, not in like the Grand Theft Auto scheme of things where, you know, you can just go and do whatever. When the game ends, the game ends. You know, it's not like you beat the final mission, then you can just go run around and, you know, stick up stores and do a bunch of shit and buy all your fancy clothes and just, you know, blow stuff up and steal cars. No. 
you have to any of the achievements have to be done during or trophies in your case Ian have to be done during a playthrough. Uh, that's weird because I, you know I went through and I played the game, finished it, then I went back and I did the trophies and that. I don't really well, recall you would that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I jumped into the individual chapters. Yeah, that's you right. do go chapter select. Yeah, that's how it was. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I say, that game wasn't very memorable for me. <laughs> I think the most memorable point of it was trying to collect the friggin' wanted wanted posters. posters. Yeah, yeah, but that that's gonna be a story in and of itself. So let's just move on um aside from mafia 2 i actually haven't been doing a whole lot of gaming i've been watching uh i've been going through my uh my movie collection watching some old favorites last weekend i was out of my parents place so i brought the uh the entire all five shogun assassin movies they're classic oh i've never even heard of these movies <laughs> you know okay kill, kill bill volume two yeah, that wasn't one of them no, no, no yeah, I can tell I, you right now. I mean, Kill Bill Volume One was, but two, two that was done by someone entirely different. I, I'm going to stop you right now. I hated Kill Bill, so okay. But no, in Kill Bill Volume <laughs> Two, when Uma Thurman goes finally finds Bill in Mexico, and she walks in and she re- finds out that Boy. her daughter is alive. Okay, fuck you. And he says, Woo. and then what? Well, and then you're like, what movie do you want to watch? And then the daughter's like, Shogun Assassin. It, yeah, it's an old school, it's an old school uh, samurai flick from the seventies. It's Japanese. I picked oh, okay. up the yeah. It's like they use like tomato juice as blood, Some and it's high, like high high production quality. Oh yeah, oh yeah, super high production value. But we're talking like you know guys getting their arm cut off, and it's just like pss, pss, pss. we're talking like you know think okay think um. Uh, Ah oh, fuck! Uh, Team America, when he's in the alley puking, and it's like they have a you know a fire hose of puke hooked up to his mouth. Oh, okay, okay, I, I, like, I, rah, rah. it was yeah. it was high tech for the time. Yes, yes, very high tech for the time. <laughs> All right, anything uh, else you mean watching or playing? Not really. No, I've been uh watch. Uh, I actually. Just before we started the podcast, I was watching uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, which I greatly enjoy. He's a very humorous, intelligent man. All right. Who's making that clicking sound? Oh, that's uh, that's me. Stop it. No. <laughs> All right, Ian, what you've been watching planned? Um, well, let's see. Uh, last week, I talked a little bit about Lost in Shadow for the Wii. Uh, after the podcast, I... Uh, quite quickly finished it. The uh, game is, you know, you can polish it off in about 8 to 10 hours. Um, that game, although has interesting concepts, I'd say stay away from. Yeah. Uh, uh, last week I did say, you know, hey, you know, for, you know, if you can pick it up on cheap, go for it. But this is more of a rental. Um, the, I thought, I was hoping, you know, really hoping that the ending would have something to redeem it. But the ending was actually made the game worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I knew in that, knowing that was the ending from the beginning of the game, I would not have played it. It's kind of like Superman Returns. It was ending so disappointing. made it worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, was pl- finished that. Uh, played through Little Big Planet 2 uh, with my trophy wife. Great game. Uh, finished that as well. Um, 
amazing stuff out there that's already, that the community has already made. They've made first-person shooters out there out of Little Big Planet, which is surprising because the game itself is a side-scroller, in essence. And they made a 3D first-person shooter. They've also made uh, renditions of um, MVC3, and in my opinion, plays a lot better. Um, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I also played Street Fighter on it, and that, that was kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's what I was... Uh, oh, I also played on the PlayStation Network, uh, Stacking, the latest game from Double Fine, uh, Tim Schafer's uh, group. Really, really fun game. Finished that off uh, just the other day. Uh, really cool. A lot of fun. It's uh, based around Russian dolls. Uh, your family, the Blackmores... Uh, your, all your siblings get sold into child labor and it's based around in like the 1920s uh, industrialist area, era and your family gets sold into child labor and you go about to try and rescue them all and uh, the cutscenes are interesting, they're all done as in a silent movie format where it's and you see the character wobbling around on the screen and then it goes to like a uh, like the text, text box like you know filling it up the screen it's, a lot of good humor in it. Uh, the each uh, it's fairly short. I mean, you can finish it off in three hours if you just go straight straight through the story. Each of the area, each of the challenges has about three to different three to five different ways of solving them. And so, I mean, and there the humor in it is really good. A lot of fun. Really enjoyed that game. Uh, let's see. Also, started playing uh, Tactics Ogre. Uh, cling to uh, let us cling together. I believe it's called. Uh, that came out on the PSP this past Tuesday. It's actually a, a remake from the original game, which came out in 1996. Uh, it's, this one has been redone by Square Enix uh, rather than uh, Atlas, who I believe it was a, that uh, put it out before. Um, it almost it screams of Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, that's probably the best way to put it. It's yeah, like it a, came up before uh, Tactics, and they pretty much used the uh, the basics for that to make Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, 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 and you can see it in the remake too. Like the tactics, like the art style is near identical. Um, some of the opening scenes almost screamed. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. It's really kind of bizarre. Uh, really? Almost... Like, are we talking screaming like, Final Fantasy Tactics! Woo! <laughs> tactics! Final Fantasy Tactics! Tactics! Very much so, yes. I mean, like, the scenes are Except almost in like... in this case, it would have been like, Tactics Ogre! Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the scenes are cut directly from one or the other. It's, it's really kind of um, surreal in that regard. I'm not sure if tactics ripped off uh, ogre tactics tactics ogre rather or if or it was ogre. the other way around I think it was called it was ogre battle here in uh, North America wasn't there something like that uh, no no, no, no ogre battle there's ogre battle and ogre and tactics ogre yeah tactics games. ogre came out later uh, I think they had the same development team for Final Fantasy tactics um, as the, both the other the other two so it's not like they're copying they're, it's the same team Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, well, like the 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 intro and everything like that, like the the opening areas, the opening battles, they almost seem identical copies, which is really interesting, story wise. So far, I mean, I haven't played very much into it, granted, but uh, yeah. Um, let's see what else. 
been playing uh, some Uno Skipbo on the Wii. Uh, that seems Ooh, to no. be my yeah. <laughs> that seems to be my standby for uh, you know passing some time when I'm at work and I don't have anything interesting to play. I was looking at my stats on that the other day, and I, I was quite surprised to find I've I've logged uh, almost two hundred and seventy hours in that game. Whew. that's depressing. That, that's you know, that's ridiculous. I mean, that, mind that's over like three or four years, but I mean, that's still a lot of friggin' time. Yeah, and yet you won't put a couple hours into Marvel vs. Capcom three. Well, you know, if it, <laughs> if it comes out on the NGP and I can play it at work, I will master that game and kick your ass. <laughs> the funny thing is, it's true. <laughs> I, I will challenge I would, accepted. You know, because you know, I'd be able to log. You know, let's see, three. You'd be logging in hours, at least fifteen hours a, a week on that game at work, and then uh, that, yeah, well, not not exactly hours. fifteen. No, I'd say at least ten. Yeah, at least 10 to 15 hours. You do actually have to work sometimes when you're at work. Uh, I go to school and I get about 10. I got about 8 hours worth of this week. Well, no, that, that, <laughs> you don't understand, though. See, that no, no, be this on is when he's actually at games. work. <laughs> this would be on top of all my other games as well. So, yeah, if I, I was able to do that and I devoted straight, strictly to that game, I'd probably log about 30 to 40 hours a week. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> um, other final note, uh, the next uh, thing that I will be moving into uh, game-wise is uh, I've picked up uh, hy- uh, the Hyperdimension uh, Neptunia. Um, bizarre game. I mean, I haven't just actually picked it up today. Now, this, the interesting thing with that is how the release schedule was on it, because, you know, I know a few weeks ago we had it listed as coming out, then we had it list coming out this today, then uh, all the retailers pulled it from their sites and everything like that, because they didn't have a release date, and then I got a call today that my copy had come in. Nice. Um, what's interesting, what the really interesting thing is, is that the developer... Um, they didn't actually make a regular version of the game. They only made the premium edition uh, and charged the same amount. And it came with a, a really sexy art book. You know. Oh, Lovely kind of like a Jade Empire. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, I mean, it's really nice art book. It's a hardcover one, um, and it's like the, as I was mentioning, you know, with the character design in it, um, it's all about the Neptunia. Uh, the, and the, the other goddesses, um, there's the the Lean Box, the Lay Station, and Louis. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it's, kinda, it's, it's really quite interesting to see how they have uh, just ripped it right out, almost totally off of that. I mean, they, they put, they, so the... Uh, text on the back it allows you to bring in your own uh, photos off of your hard drive for awesome summons yeah i heard about that yeah it, it's huh. <laughs> that I, um i could i could i really summon my cock <laughs> <laughs> wow i actually wasn't gonna go that far but thank you steven yes yes i summon my <laughs> cock <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, uh, some of the things on the back here, it's like, uh, console patrons unite, engage, protect game industry. Yeah. 
Yeah, game industry. <laughs> yeah, that's like they because they th- they think it's funny by adding on the e. Yeah, it's like if you add ski to something, it suddenly makes it Russian. Yeah, well, I mean it's a it's spelled G A M I N D U S T R I. That doesn't make it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Errol with this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I mean, it has uh, uh, personified game companies also make appearances from uh, the game companies of If, uh, the Idea Factory, uh, Compile Heart, Gust, and uh, NSI America. I mean, how can I've, you go wrong I've, with I've, that? I've, I've only heard of one of them. And I don't even know what games NSI makes. But I have heard uh, of them. It's NIS. Oh, NIS, whatever the fuck they're called. Well, they make this one. Yeah, they're a good company. They 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 do a lot of uh, imports of uh, or relocalizations of uh, really niche, weird Japanese games. It's yeah. pronounced niche, you twit. No, I, I like niche. All in favor of niche, say aye. 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 We're a bunch of cocksuckers, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this this game is definitely you know the, um, think of your your uh, average anime battle girl uh, from any Japanese uh, anime, yeah. And this game is st- is stocked full of them, and they're not like you know your teenager girls. These are fully uh, endowed women with very scantily clad uh, clothing. Okay, on. so so it's it's kind of like it, look, it looks like a, a, like was it a DOA Extreme or Extreme Two? You know, little those peach were, volleyball. Those were good games. <laughs> they were great games. What are you talking about? You know, but as, as far as style-wise, that's what I'm, you know. Well, I guess. I mean, uh, more like, um, oh, was it Bubblegum Crisis is the one that comes to mind, or uh, New Cute Honey. Yeah. I'd... Cutie Honey. Cutie Honey, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it, lo- it I'll looks take like it would be a really uh, fun game to watch. But, <laughs> How it plays, I uh, don't know, because I haven't even had a chance to throw it into my system as of yet. But Fair enough. That uh, pretty much covers what I've been playing this week. All right. Uh, myself, Marvel's Capcom 3. Um, I watched a movie. It's uh, not a new movie, but apparently it came out in 2007. It's called uh, Planet B-Boy, the documentary about uh, B-Boying. Oh, I saw that on uh, Netflix. Sir. Yeah, you How was see- it? Any good? Um, I liked it. It's about an hour and a half long-ish, I think. Maybe two hours, a little under two hours. Uh, so, so this b-boy, was, it, was he standing in his b-boy stance? I, I don't know what a b-boy stance is. Uh, never mind. <laughs> it, I got it, the reference you were trying to say. <laughs> just, just See? <laughs> all right, all right. At least, at least one of you. Uh, uh, you know. and, and it's a documentary, so there's not one single B-Boy. There's like okay, was was any of the, the B-Boys... I'm, I'm sure at some point someone was standing in some sort of a stance. Okay, that, that's... <laughs> Pretty much it's a documentary about uh, a bunch of B-Boys and uh, this big competition that they hold in Germany every year called Battle of the Year. Um, pretty much just goes through, follows about five different crews around for a little while, uh, goes through that. Uh, it's actually pretty cool. If you're interested at all into the whole, uh, b-boy scene or dance scene even, uh, it's pretty cool. Or the music scene, really. You know, it's on Netflix, so if you're on Netflix, watch it. It's pretty good. I give it like a 7 out of 10. I think I give it a 4 out of 5 on Netflix, because there is no 7. 
That's pretty decent. Yes. Uh, is it? Uh, how do they, Is that like uh, comparable to? Uh, I'm not sure if you saw it, like America's Best Dance Crew. Uh, no, it's more of a documentary, so it's not just like watching them dance and stuff like that. They it's talk. behind the scenes yes. of America's Best oh, no. Dance no, Crew. Well, yeah, in no, ter- I meant more like the, the, in terms of style. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, cool. Usually, the, the people that want America's Best Dance Crew were using the b-boy style to some extent, except for the guys that were using clogs. That, uh, <laughs> nice. Anyways, but yeah, it's actually a pretty cool movie. Uh, it's on Netflix. Watch it. Uh, it's ninety-five minutes long. Cool. All right, moving on. In the news. The news. The news. I actually have some, uh, some, uh, a few short little stories. I'm on IGN right now. Take it away. Um, all right. <laughs> no, no, no. You're doing it wrong. Doing it wrong. First of all, um. Even though I really don't care about this one, but I figured but guys Hudson Entertainment is no more. You know, I, I it's have kind of old, isn't it? Uh, oh, actually, yeah, it is. Fe- February eighth. I didn't look at the date. My bad. Adios, fuckface. I am kind of glad. You know, they're actually the ones that did Lost in Shadow. And when I heard that they went out of business, I was like, good. They deserve that after putting okay. much. The only good All right, ever. I got Bomberman. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got. He has to have some pretty, pretty hot booth babes. I'm just saying. True. True. They did have some of the best booth babes at TGS. I I will give them that. Well, Hudson is actually a division of Hudson Soft, the Japanese company, which is owned by Konami. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. Well, they didn't get shut down. They just got pretty much absorbed into Konami. Just got rid of the brand, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, is the uh, the official terminology. They were wow. The subsidiary was wound up into the parent. Huh. Yeah. Fuck work is starting to inter, inter like you know interfere with my personal life. Thank you, <laughs> Professor. Uh, <laughs> anyway, two other stories. These are actually recent. They're only two days ago. First of them, and uh, I'm uh, looking forward to this new um, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood DLC announced. It should be coming out. They said March. It's yes. uh, uh, the Da Vinci disappearance, and it's going to be both a single player as well as uh, a multiplayer expansion. It's going to be what is it here? Uh, Eight hundred Microsoft points or nine ninety nine. They're adding a bunch of new areas, some new gameplay features. None of them have been detailed by Ubisoft, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I was actually when I finished Brotherhood, I felt that I had 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 enough of Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. I had had enough of that world. I'm more interested. I, I'm, I'm Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Assassin's Creed Three, and I'm looking forward to. I'm hoping that they take it outside of the Renaissance. Uh, oh, what uh, I, uh, what I'm hoping for Assassin's Creed Three is it's gonna it's gonna jump directly from the end of Brotherhood, <clears throat> so you're gonna be playing as Desmond. Oh, I'm cer- I'm certain that's gonna have some, a and then big the, impact yeah. on it. And then the, uh, you know, hopping into the Animus will be just, you know, training, getting new skills, and maybe finding some, you know, if you're, you need to find, like, a map or something that's in the past. You know, the document itself has been destroyed, so you need to hop in your bo- into the body of an ancestor, track that shit down, and then, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely hoping they do more with Desmond. I really want yeah. him to be central for the third, uh, the third installment of that. Or the, okay. I guess it would be the fourth installment of that yeah. series. Technically fourth. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm just going to post the... Um... Okay. All right, so there's the uh, link for that one. Second, um, Darkness 2. 
they said it's going to be uh, they're having they're going to have the big press release at uh, uh, GDC in San Francisco early next month. But the uh, the article is that Mike Patton, who is the frontman for Faith No More, is reprising his role as the voice of the darkness. Now, I, personally, I love the darkness one. I got a I got huge kicks out of that game. It was it was pretty awesome. The death and destruction was uh, pretty legendary. Yeah. Did uh, either of you guys play it, uh, Steve? JD? Nope. No. Oh, I did. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, that, that was the, the one game that uh, I've ever seen that your the, your character, other than like the Persona series, uh, kills himself in the mirror. He literally takes a gun and blows his brains out in the middle of the twice. Act well. One the first time is he shoots himself in the face. The second mm-hmm. time he blows up a church. He blows up Trinity Church in New York City to kill mm-hmm. a himself. And be a dirty fucking cop. Captain Eddie Schrote, who had just literally drilled a hole into the guy's face. Literally. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And third story, I know this one's a little old, but I, um, you know, I, I, like I, I told you guys uh, earlier, I got a bit of a rant going on. I fucking hate Activision now. Now... <laughs> the article that I uh, the, the link says Artic, uh, Activision acts as Guitar Hero and True Crime. Now I couldn't give less of a shit about Guitar Hero, but True Crime. No, me and uh, Ian talked about this last week. Yeah, we pretty much said, yeah, that's a, they should have just got rid of True Crime. Fuck <laughs> 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 that, that that took way too long. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, how how many games did they make and none of them sold anything? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but I'm yeah. Whatever. Let's hear your argument for true crime. Let's hear. You know, let's hear. That, that EGM that you lent me was it last week or the week before? They had like yeah. a five, a full five page spread on the true crime Hong Kong. The game looked like it was going to be fucking phenomenal. Yeah, like, I think I'm, that's absolutely hilarious that uh, EGM just recently got a uh, like an exclusive on uh, the true crime, pre- and then they cancel it <laughs> a week later. <laughs> the week later, yeah. Activision, you can go fuck yourself. That's all I have to say. That's yeah, because I was I was I was really looking forward to that one because it's Hong Kong. I love Hong Kong. What can I say? <laughs> Two, there's some of the, like the what was with the fake coughing? Really? No. No. That was a real cough, dude. No, I wasn't talking to you, JD. I was talking to oh. Ian. Huh? No, I just had, no, it was actually a real cough. I had a cat hair in the back of my throat. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Why are you making fun of me? <laughs> Why is I talking to you? But no, it's just it's the the from reading that you know that that spread that they had, like the, what they did is they basically took I don't know I'm not sure if it would have been Google Maps or base you know they actually went to Hong Kong got like went through all the sites, and it would have been like a full full on you know open world city. Just like Ad- Grand Theft Auto, or just like Grand Theft Auto, except they would literally would have used a actual map of Hong Kong, so you would have been running around actual Hong Kong. <laughs> okay, that's cool. <coughs> that's kind of that's kind of interesting. You know? And also because you play as an undercover cop, and so part of one of the things that they mentioned was that one of the uh, like the side missions is where you can go and like they call them cop missions, where you go, you suit up like full SWAT gear, face mask, everything, so you don't you know uh, disclose your identity, and you go on raids like on triad hangouts and you know all the you know and drug storm, ends, blah, blah, blah. storm wind and you know <laughs> yes storm wind <laughs> iron forge and go on raids yes. 
Exactly. <laughs> Gonna take that fucker Deathwing out. And <laughs> <laughs> for all. Okay. <laughs> no, all I mean, right. Just really looking forward to it because the, the the graphics looked amazing. It looks like they were going to have you know um, a lot of you know they're p- putting a lot of detail into it. I mean the um, the one thing that they the the developers they said was you know like yeah the control scheme you know that'll have to do work. They're kind of changing the style a bit of the gameplay slightly, just more like the controls, the way it handles. But um, yeah. I am. I'm very disappointed in Activision, and the thing is that it's like a total fall from grace. Because when I was a kid, Activision was like king shit. Mech Warrior Two, Mech Warrior Two, Ghost Bears Legacy, Mech Warrior Two Mercenary. <laughs> so you just really like Mech Warrior, is what you're saying? <laughs> I really like the Mech Warrior Two games. Mech Warrior Two Mercenaries was one of probably it's it's of all time. It's one of my favorite games. And then when, uh, was it Microsoft Game Studios bought out um, FASA? And MechWarrior 3, I didn't quite enjoy, but MechWarrior 4 and MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries? Oh my god! You know, what's kind of interesting, just to uh, detract on that a little bit, is the way that you know Activision has been doing this year after year after year with franchise after franchise, running them into the ground. It's not necessarily even Activision's fault. The, the whole game market itself apparently has been shrinking 5% on year for the last like five or six years. Oh, no, I mean, but uh, what I'm, I'm referring to is like uh, they take a, a game and they just milk the shit out of it. Like, you know, they, uh, just with the number of iterations of MechWarrior, uh, they did it with that, with the number of iterations that they did with uh, Guitar well, Hero. They did Mech it with Warrior, that. Legacy was it was an expansion, like it was well, you know it was expansion. Mech Warrior Two Mercenaries was I mean they were released like a, at least each of them was released a year apart. True, so it's true. It, now now the, the difference you know the one difference that you got to point out there is that in today's day and age an expansion is seen as a five to ten dollar add on to the game like the Da Vinci's uh, the dis- yeah. disappearing Da Vinci. Back then, it was a $30 to $40 expansion. It was much more media. It was almost like a, a brand new game. Just it's using like, the, the think, um, the, think the um, probably the greatest expansion of all time. It was essentially a game in its own. Uh, Baldur's Gate 2, Throne of Ball. Hands down. Well, probably. pretty much around that whole time, expansion started to be that. They, they did get a lot bigger, or they'd actually be, they'd be called expansion, but they'd still play standalone. Like, uh, Battle Realms, Winner of the Wolf, actually was one of them that around that same time. Whereas, pretty much, yeah, we're going to call it an expansion, but you don't actually need the original game. And oh, it's going to so be... You it, actually yeah. need the original game. Yeah, yeah I mean, like the, just like the, the pricing and the amount of content that you got was uh, considerably different than what an expansion is uh, viewed as today, in my opinion. Yep. Right, so I mean, it definitely. You know, that's where I'm saying is that they, 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 they've run these systems, they, these into the ground by annualizing them uh, to the point of where nobody cares about them anymore. Well, Which like is, yeah, well, they consider instead of doing like expansions like we were used to when we were growing up with games, they're just doing DLC content packs now. They don't even call them really expansion anymore. They just call them like expansion or like content add-on and shit like that, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, but also at the same time, they're doing the content add-ons, like for example, um, uh, Black Ops. Or yeah, well, Black, Call of Duty. I mean, they've already uh, said that there's going to be another one this fall. I mean, that'll be the the fourth, the third, fourth one in a row, uh, like year-wise, year over year. I really hope they don't drive that into the ground because it is a really good series. 
but there's only so much you can do before it needs to take a break. Oh, wait. Ah! New Assassin's Creed reveal in May. Yes, U- Ubisoft will unveil its newest Assassin's Creed title in just a few short months. Dude, oh, that's still embargoed. What are you doing? We can't tell the... Re- <laughs> no, no, no. This was released a couple days ago. This was released February 14th. They said they, they are released... You know, they're going to they're gonna announce what the game is going to be. That's it. <laughs> All yeah. right. All right, but there's actually another one, because uh, on the whole, like, um, you know, uh, Activision being a bunch of um, cunts... Uh, I'm looking, I found another article on IGN about, specifically, it was, yeah, um, fuck, where is it? So, just, uh, yeah, just, let me get something straight there. Okay. Are, are you are you saying that you want another uh, Guitar Hero? No, 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 no. Okay, I said so you want, you want another DJ Hero? I never played DJ Hero. Uh, you want another skate game with uh, you know, a, a, a plastic peripheral that has loads of technology in it. Sweet Voltron. Okay, that's exactly what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want Voltron. That's that's what I want. No, um, they they vowed not to use that skate the uh, controller anymore. I think they bet you said it's like yeah, we're not using this thing anymore. <laughs> Apparently, it worked terrible. Yeah, it's you, funny because I if, think if you, if you want to buy one, go to a Staples or twenty five dollars in clearance, including the game. <laughs> nice. All right, moving on then. Unless you got some more to talk about there, Al. Uh, I'm trying to find this article. Is from well, keep looking and we'll uh, yeah, yeah. on here. Uh, JD will probably uh, like this one here. Oh, found it, found it. <laughs> Way to jump into you know, the middle of a conversation. Jesus Christ! Wow. Activision game industry becoming blockbuster or bust. The West's biggest, biggest publisher comments on the difficulties of an all-or-nothing market and more. Well, that's the whole thing: is uh, it costs so much to develop unless you're making a ton of money, just selling like three thousand <laughs> or three million units. You're not making any money. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm not sure uh, if that, if the game industry is um, a, a victim of its own. It's it's a big well. It, it it grew way too quickly, is what it is. Yeah, I mean, like it's almost becoming you know a, a, a victim of its own growth. Uh, the everybody is looking for bigger and better and the next best thing, and they're going and paying hand over fist. I think it might be overpriced the game industry right now, uh, with with what's coming out because everybody is exp- you know the, you expect the game out. Within a year of announcing it, you expect the game to have top cutting-edge graphics, and you expect it to have multiplayer and DLC and all this other stuff that maybe we don't really need in a lot. Well, well, that's exactly why a lot of companies are starting to move towards doing like the cell phone games and like things shit like Cityville and all that bullshit too, because it actually does cost less to develop, and they can still make money off it. Yeah, I definitely think we're we're there. We're on the cusp of a change in the the video game market, in the developer market, I should say more accurately. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. I'm in this article, and it's just sections. Breaking news! Here we go to Errol Reed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's back to um, Okay. 
Thank uh, you for Activision, that update, Aaron. Back to you, Steve. Fuck off. Activision Blizzard <laughs> yeah. trading forecast for I've, the year. I've, I've, I've got breaking news here. I've got breaking news. <laughs> I, I just the received new Call of Duty is anticipated <laughs> to be Modern Warfare 3, developed in conjunction with Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer Games, and Raven, and it's apparently supposed to be launching this fall. That's what the, you know, like the rumor that it's a prequel, and it's going to be starring Ghost from Modern Warfare 2, who gets killed and burned alive. I remember that. Mm-hmm. You know what? Roach. Actually, I think he get no ghost gets shot in the face. Never mind. Well, actually, they both get burnt, but you, you it's Roach that gets burned alive. Ghost gets yeah. Yeah, he gets shot in the face, then burnt. Yep. <laughs> anyway, the breaking news: the Gap Canada everyday free shipping on any order over fifty dollars. No code, no hassle, plus free returns on any order. That's that's what I like. <laughs> Just got that email. You, you, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Holy Thanks, shit! Steve. Dead Island movie in development? The fuck? Alright. Uh, JD will like this one. Uh, Telltale Game announces Walking Dead and Fables games. Woohoo! So they're making an uh, adventure game based off the Walking Dead TV series, not the comic books. TV series. Uh, they just recently announced that, I think it was yesterday. And one that I'm more excited for, actually, is a Fables game. Yeah, I saw that uh, just uh, this morning too when I was going through my sites, and I thought, yeah, yeah, because we, uh, for if you remember, dear listeners, uh, Steve was uh, talking very much in uh, high praise of the Fable series last week. Fables is awesome. They have a ton of spinoffs that actually really, except for one of them, uh, where they go and follow around Jack from like Jack and the Beanstalk shit. Those those ones are terrible, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not knocking them in any fashion. I, I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't if you you didn't mind. They will like, like, like off yet, yeah. So. If they if they have the same writer or at least they use uh, his consultation, I think it'll be pretty good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Because actually, I'm uh, actually reading a novel. The dude wrote that's really good too. Actually, so as long as you have the good a good writer, I think it'll be pretty good. Uh, Walking Dead. Let's see. Based on the TV adaptation. Uh. Looks to be taking cues from both the show and original comic. Kirkman is serving as a producer on the TV show. Blah, 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 blah. And, yeah. So, yeah, so it looks like the creator of The Walking Dead is actually going to have a little bit of a hand inside the actual game, too. So, should be okay. Should be okay. Uh, for you, also, um, Back to the Future. Episode 2 just came out on yesterday. No, Thursday. Great Scott! Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Nice, I just on, finished uh, the first one. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's going to be out on uh, PlayStation yet, but it's all on PC for sure. Oh. Boo. Yep. Okay. And another one JD might enjoy, Arcana Heart 3 announced from North America as digital release. So, Anime Fighter Arcana Heart 3 uh, by Arxis is actually going to be coming over to North America here as a PS3 DLC or digital release. Yeah, I saw Uh, that. That's awesome. Yeah, I wasn't a awesome. huge fan of the games, but I'll probably buy it anyways. You know, just because I have the original game on PlayStation 2 somewhere around here. Yeah. Alright. Any more news you guys want to talk about? Well, I mean, it's um, a bit of news that I found quite shocking was uh, the, the DC Universe Online. Um, now, as, you know, we all know, both JD and uh, Steve here have been have played it. A little JD bit. Is One still paying to play it, but not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, what uh, I found really interesting this uh, information uh, is that 
you know, me being the type of person that plays the game, and then trades it and gets rid of it um, as soon as I'm finished or, or done with it, and then getting maximum trading value on it. Uh, I was hoping to find a copy of DC Universe online uh, in the used bin for nice and cheap. Because you know, I'm, I'm not about I'm not above paying the fifteen dollars a month to play it, just not uh, sixty dollars up front to play it. Um, was that the once you sign in with a disc, that disc is eternally linked to well, the well it's not it's not the disc like the game itself it comes with a little card and it has a, a code in it and that's activates your game or whatever right and pretty much i don't i don't apparently there's probably no way to actually buy just the subscription you need to actually use that code to start your game or whatever no actually it's the game the disc itself is, is it? linked yeah the disc oh. itself yeah. is linked to your account um, there's a serial like code in the on the in the disc that links it to the account that you create. So what and, if my disc uh, is destroyed? Then you're, then you're fucked. Then <laughs> <laughs> I can't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like you're going to be playing anymore anytime I, soon. I might. You know, I might put us a DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might, eh? Um, but I mean, I, th- I found that really quite surprising that uh, the disc will only work with y- your account. I mean, you, apparently you can get another disc and then link it to that account, but uh, once the, the disc is linked to an account, it is it is permanently linked to that account. <laughs> That's so, uh, um, interesting. Yeah, so my uh, dreams of uh, borrowing it off for one of you guys and playing it uh, kind of... Uh, not really that, it's not really worth it anyways. Like, yeah, I mean... Before. Yeah, again, I mean, I don't have any time. I mean, next week I have uh, Bulletstorm coming out the week after that. Hey, hey, uh, stop, stop cutting into the next segment here. Come on. Oh, man. Man, you get, you know, <laughs> see, this is all Errol and his, you know, jumping in the gun. I thought we New releases for the week of February 21st. Killzone 3, PlayStation 3. Meh. Meh. Anyone pre-order or anything? No, uh, no. no. Uh, actually, something that's interesting with that for uh, anyone that's listening to the podcast uh, that's, I guess, in North America, the on the the same date, day and date that it's being released, um, there is a PS3 Killzone bundle that's coming out uh, with a copy of the game for the same price as a normal PS3. Um, PS3 160 gig slim model will go for two ninety nine. Uh, the Killzone bundle will go for the same amount. Uh, also be a 160 gig, so you get a free game, and essentially. That's a pretty good deal if you don't have nice. PlayStation already. Yeah, definitely. I, would, I think, I, uh, yeah, I think they actually just put out a single-player demo for it just uh, just on Tuesday here. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, what else so we wait, wait. they released the demo only a week before the game is set to release? Yeah. Well, uh, well, they the did place. a they did a multiplayer beta for a little while too. Oh, okay. Yeah. And PlayStation Plus members had uh, access to the demo for like a, a two weeks prior before it was open to the general public. Mm. Gotcha. Oh, right. oh uh, speaking of PlayStation Plus, uh, Errol. Yes. Um, Yakuza you, you, Four. You're interested in it, right? Yes. There's a demo out for it, eh? Ooh, is it in English? Yeah, it's in English, uh, but you have to be a PS Plus and Plus member. Fuck me, son. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play it tonight. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll play it too. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. Uh, PS3 Sharpshooter. So another piece of plastic you put your uh, PlayStation Move crap in. Uh, <laughs> Radiant Historia for Nintendo DS. Uh, released by Atlas. Probably some crazy anime RPG game. 
uh, Wise, I don't know how to pronounce it, there's a bunch of games, uh, Yeez, Wise, Yeez, is, is yeah, 1 is. and 2 Chronicles for the Sony PSP, that one's actually kind of interesting, I might take a look, see if I can get that, uh, Bulletstorm on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, anyone buying that? No. Yeah, I got a pre-order no. down on it. Really? I, I, yeah, they were all, it was because um, uh, GameStop has their, uh, you know, it's one of their power trades, which you can trade yeah. to get 50%. Yeah. So. Well, like, I, pl- I played the demo, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to get bored of this in, like, 20 minutes, probably. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I got it, uh, you know, uh, power trade in on it, so I got it for a copy of Assassin's Creed and five bucks, pretty much. Nah. So, I mean... I figured, you know, get rid of it that way. Then I have a, a new game, which I can then trade in next month towards uh, possibly Dragon Age or um, who knows what next month uh, for another power trade and get something new for, you know, a cheap. All right. Uh, we'll see what else here. Knight's Contract for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Never heard of it. Take You're a journey right. through a medieval world of swordsmen and magic. Where witches have been hunted and bleak exterminated. Knight's Contracts follows the twisted tale of Henrich, an immortal executioner, Gretchen, the resurrected witch. Once the victim of Henrich's blade by the order of the games and. pronounced Heinrich. Henrich. Just blade. All in favor of Henrich, say aye. 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 Fuck you all. Fuck you all. Yeah, I've never heard of this game. Um, I heard a little bit about it. Nothing much uh, to make me interested in it, though. It's also another game that uh, uh, another EB's power trades. The uh, Namco Bandai, so probably uh, probably gonna end up like a lot of sevens. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else here. Uh, Homefront, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3. Anyone interested in this one? Apparently, this one has got a bit of a uh, hype around it or something. That yeah. you know what? I may actually pick that one up. I mean, I haven't. I haven't pre-ordered or anything, but that one I may pick up. Yeah, it looks uh, interesting. Didn't Homefront get pushed back till March? I have no idea. It's here on the Amazon for February twenty-second. So, <laughs> hmm. I thought you know I could have sworn it got pushed back into March because that was another game that's uh, got a lot of hype uh, behind it as well. Uh, you know, with uh, Kim Jong Il and all that uh, good fun stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see next week or on Tuesday, I guess. Uh, PlayStation 3 DualShock Controller, Jungle Green. So you want a green controller? Uh, Red Faction Gorilla. Or no, Red Faction Armageddon, sorry, for Xbox 360. Comes out on February 22nd. Uh, anyone interested in this one? Which, sorry, I didn't... Red, Red Faction. Faction Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Armageddon! I uh, really enjoyed the last Red Faction. thought it was an amazing yeah, game. Yeah, it was a pretty good game. I'll probably wait for the price to not want to hit bargain bin price, though. Mm. And lastly, what I've got here is one actually when it's like for Xbox 360 Dreamcast Collection with Sonic Adventure, Space Channel 5, Crazy Taxi, and Sega Base Bass Fishing. I'm not going to play that, but Space Channel 5, Part 2. Yeah. Loves actually, them. I have it already. Yeah, I have it too, or actually. PS2. Yeah, me too. But, you know, I can play on my Xbox. True. <laughs> Never did play them actually. I've I've heard a lot about them, but I've never actually played any of them. Uh they're not bad, I suppose. All right, actually, they're really hard games. But let's get right into the uh, topic for this week. An hour into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Oh, just a, a topic. Note on there. Uh, one one game that we seem to have missed was uh, The Blob Two uh, for all three systems is coming out next week as well. Oh, yeah, it's not on Amazon, so that's why. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, and uh, Homefront did 
I'm just saying it's not on Amazon. <laughs> uh, Red Fraction Armageddon isn't until March. Um, Amazon's a piece of shit, then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Homefront is not until March as well. Uh, uh, yeah. Apparently, they're re-releasing a Disgaea 3 Absence of Justice. Uh, Forza 4 is in March. Uh, let's see here. What else? Yeah. I find, kind of find it surprising. Yeah, I'm looking up on uh, GameStops here. Apparently, Max Payne is coming out in March. Max Payne really? 3 is in March as well. Oh, oh, here's a good one coming out on the 23rd. Bejeweled Blitz Live. Live? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't pick that up. Uh, uh, the Forza. Forza 4 is coming out. In a, in a I, oh, to be, I, I am... I, I must Forza, be losing well. because I, have not, I didn't even hear that Forza Motorsports 4 had been released or had been announced. Yeah, that's uh, March 1st. That's that's fucked. Usually there'd be a lot more fanfare. I'd be seeing a lot more. Uh... Yeah, I, w- I wasn't expecting that game until the fall myself. <laughs> but it, apparently, its uh, release date is set for uh, March first. Let me just see. I'm on IGN. Forza Motorsport Four. Come on, load you stupid shit. Yeah, no, Max Payne 3, I heard, I, I knew that they were having, like, I'm not surprised that it's been pushed forward. I mean, it had been pushed back a couple times. They weren't exactly sure when it was going to be released. But, yeah. uh, uh, speaking of uh, releasements, like, upcoming releases, uh, just today they announced uh, the release date for Infamous 2. It's uh, coming out on June 6th. Um, there's uh, the two standard uh, editions. Uh, there's the, the basic edition with um, different pre-orders. Uh, if you pre-order it through Amazon, you get a uh, a golden gun in game. Uh, if you pre-order it through Best Buy, you get a, uh, a skin, like a character skin. Through Walmart, it's a a power, and through EB, it's a separate power. Now, the other option you have there is to go with the hero edition. Uh, it's going to set you back a fair bit more at uh, an additional 40 bucks, most likely. Uh, it's apparently pricing in at $100. Uh, you get all four pieces of uh, DLC. You also get an 8.5-inch uh, statue. And uh, you get uh, a soundtrack, a comic book, as well as a messenger bag. The replica messenger bag of uh, Cole from the game. Okay, Ian, I'm going to have to stop you because I'm looking here at the Forza Motorsport 4. I think if it's, they said March, that's when they're going to start taking pre-orders because it's set for quarter three, 2000. Wait a f- fuck? That makes no sense at all. Quarter three, 2010? That makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think okay, we no, have any yeah, sort of... News released December 11, 2010. Microsoft and developer turn Microsoft and developer Turn 10 confirmed Forza Motorsport 4 will ship for the Xbox 360 in fall 2011. That's what I expected. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at right now GameStop's uh, listings, and they have it listed for uh, March March 1st. Um, Probably that's when they're going to start taking pre-orders. Yeah, it's coming out fall 2011, according to yeah, the official I, website. That's what I figured. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know we need to figure out some sort of uh, decent. Uh, pre-order site or pre some reliable pre-order information amazon.ca <laughs> that's not the best either but this is my whatever. show shut up <laughs> <laughs> this is my house mine god damn it yeah well according to the the official forza motorsport website it's coming on fall 2011 
Yeah, that makes no, more sense from what I heard. Okay, Original. so I'm not losing. I'm not losing my mind. I'm not losing my touch. Yeah, and I, I think Max Payne. You know, from what I know, is not not next month either. I think that's more in the summer. But again, I mean, you never know. Yeah. All right. Are we all done with the uh, new game stuff now? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. I'm just going right. to go get a, a refreshment. I'll be back in just a moment here. All right. So we'll move on to our topic of the night. Uh, gadgets, gizmos, technology, cool stuff. Uh, not really specific to video games, but, you know, CES was just uh, just finished up a little while ago here. So let's get into it. Anything, uh, any piece of technology you're excited for? Anyone? No? Okay, I'll start then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so Sony Ericsson officially launched Xperia Play. Uh, there's going to be two versions, the Pro and the Neo. Um, really? Neo? Yep. The Xperia Neo and Xperia Pro both sport 3.7-inch screen and 1 gigahertz Snapdragon MSM 8255 processors, 320 megabytes of phone memory, and pack-in 8 gigabyte micro SD card. Uh, the Exmor R camera sensor should help the Xperia phone with rise above the average smartphone shooter. Uh, one of them just has. Let's see here. Where was it? Do do do. Those two versions. I don't know what the actual difference is really. Uh, yeah, that's one. The, of the- I'm, I'm, my thinking is that the Neo version has a direct connection to the Matrix. Quite possibly. You you look through the camera and you see all those the, the little numbers and shit flying down. And the symbols and the... Do-do-do, do-do-do, do-do-do. Pretty much. Uh... Really blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's two versions. They don't actually tell what the difference is. Uh, the Neo Wear is a mere 126 grams. Actually, pretty pretty freaking tiny. Oh, okay. The Xperia... Oh, it's actually three different phones we're talking about here. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's Xperia Play, the Xperia Pro, and the Xperia Neo. So there's just two other Xperia phones they're releasing, too. I did not hear about those other ones. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, the Xperia Neo and the Xperia Pro actually aren't the PSP games. They're regarding an Android and probably still play some of the the PS1 games and stuff like that. It's just not specifically designed for it. Uh, they have a Slido keyboards and stuff on them. Um, unfortunately, it seems like here in Canada, all the pretty much all the Sony phones, the Ericsson's and everything like that, they all only uh, come out with Rogers. I think they have some sort of contract with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Xperia. well, because they're 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 GSM phones. Yeah, well, they're GSM phones. It's it's easy enough to switch them out to a different uh, carrier, though. Yeah. Well, GSM and CDMA two thousand. I know that Bell's at Gem CDMA, so you would be able to. It would work. Uh, other cell phones I'm interested in right now, uh, Samsung Galaxy S2 was actually announced a little while ago, uh, earlier this month, in the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, yeah. Android OS 2.3 Gingerbread, 4.27 Super AMOLED Plus display, dual core, uh, crazy thin, it's like a 9mm thin only, 8 megapixel camera in the back. TouchWiz 4. Um, one thing actually about all these Android phones that come out now, they usually have some sort of a layer on top of them unless you bought a Nexus. And actually you're going to... A lot of your uh, your system performance actually hampered by that extra layer. 
I know that Sony's actually the worst for it with their Timescape crap, and uh, Motorola's like right next to them with their Moto Blur. Apparently, TouchWiz 4 is supposed to be super fast, though. Um, I just got my Galaxy S, the first one, in uh, August, but yeah, probably going to look at maybe getting a new phone when this comes out. Yep, you're actually going to fall for it? Possibly. Well, yep. like, well it's a dual-core processor, um, super fast. Uh, it's going to have that uh, NFC technology on it in your field uh, communication, which is actually kind of cool. I'm probably not actually going to use it, but as a tech technophile, I guess, I feel the need to get a new phone at some point. Either that or the Motorola Atrix is actually coming out uh, possibly next month, actually. That has like a super nice screen and a super huge battery on it, too. Hmm. Uh, so it's that phone you might have heard of where it pretty much it uh, turns into a full functional PC. Or oh, netbook okay. or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, yeah, I've seen the commercial and the guys that like going trying to get through air- airport security. Yeah, it's kind of a retarded commercial, but you know, it, like the whole technology just seems cool to me. Uh, it's supposed to be super expensive to get that dock, though. It's supposed to be like five. It's like six hundred dollars for the phone alone, non-subsidized with no contract. Then the dock itself is like another five hundred dollars, something stupid like that. Uh, let's see. Any comments? Cell phones? You guys don't really care about cell phones, do you? No, oh, actually, no. <laughs> I do. I, do. I am actually been in the market for a new cell phone for quite a while. Like, the phone, my phone is, I have a Sony Ericsson. It's a, a W950. I've had it for almost four years now. Holy shit, I've almost had it for four years. Back when I first got it, it was legendary. It was so legendary when I first got it. Was legend? Wait for it. Damn. <laughs> no, I mean it's full. It was like yeah, full touch screen, a workable touch screen. Um, it had two gig internal memory, but unfortunately no expansion, no uh, like uh, Memory Stick Pro Duo or anything like that. Uh, I saved a bit of money by getting the model that did not have the camera because I bought it when I was in Hong Kong, so I had the option of getting the model with or without, and I saved a hundred bucks. So. Well, hundred bucks Hong Kong, which I'm not sure what the version <clears throat> is now, but you know, and it has you know all the cool bells and whistles. It came with night, was it uh, Nightclub Empire or something like that? Was the uh, the built-in game? Just let me, uh, yeah, what's uh, Entertainment? Which uh, carrier you on? Uh, it's Rogers. Rogers. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're looking, yeah, if you're looking for another Sony phone. You'll probably get a pretty nice one pretty soon here. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I know they have the Xperia X10 right now. It's not a great phone, though. It's uh, pretty far behind in terms of like Android updates and stuff like that, too. Yeah. I think it's on still like 2.1 or something stupid like that, where everyone else is on like 2.2 uh, now. Anyways, uh, let's see what else here. Tablets, anyone interested in tablets? I'm actually looking at maybe getting a tablet. Uh, my trophy wife is big into a tablet. She wants uh, an iPad. An iPad. Yeah, tell just, because all, just because all of her friends have them. Yeah. Only because all of her friends have them. Only one per- Oh, well, yeah, I guess uh, Grasshopper just picked one up just recently. Yeah. Tracy, I, I would tell her to listen to this podcast because I'm going to tell her exactly why she's not going to want it and I get an iPad. <laughs> hey. uh, right now, on the or coming up in the market, there's the iPad, there's the Motorola Zoom, the HP. P touchpad, the BlackBerry Playbook, uh, HTC is actually releasing a seven-inch uh, tablet called the Flyer. Um, pretty much every single one of them is pretty much twice as good as the iPad at the same cost. 
Uh, in terms of like resolution, you get pretty much the same, if not better resolution. You get faster processors and pretty much all these things. They all cost about the same. Uh, the iPad itself for RAM, it has 250 megabytes of RAM. Everyone else is going to have like one gigabyte uh, and running on Android probably, unless you get the uh, touchpad HP, which is going to be running on WebOX or the uh, BlackBerry Playbook, which is, uh, what do they call it? Q- QNX, I think it is. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> pretty much everything also plays Flash. The iPad still does not play Flash, which is stupid. Because Apple is gay. Yeah. Uh, the weight, pretty much, uh, to get a playbook, it's pretty much half the weight of the iPad with a slightly smaller screen. I think the iPad's like a 9-inch screen. The playbook's yep. a 7-inch screen. Uh, the flyer, the HTC, 7-inch screen on that, uh, running Android. Pretty much anything out there that's made by a cell phone company, you can get it better than the iPad. Well, like on I, the note of the iP- iPad, I mean, uh, one thing also is uh, the iPad 2 is rumored to be coming in uh, around April. Uh, and I was, you know, doing some bit of research <coughs> on the web for uh, today's um, topic. I found uh, that there's actually word that the iPad 3 uh, is uh, being geared up to be launched this fall, believe it or not. I mean, the Oh, yeah, they're, they're, pers- they're pushing them out super quick. Uh, the prob- I, one of them is actually supposed to be like a lower end model, though. That they're actually mm-hmm. doing. It's not going to be. Uh, not going to be. Doesn't seem to be as sturdy, or something like that. They were saying. Uh, they're getting rid of the metal back or something like that, and replacing with plastic to reduce the weight, and making it smaller. That's what I read somewhere. I can't remember where, but I did. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not. I never know. Um. Yeah, pretty much uh, anything you can get your hands on that's not the iPad, like the Motorola Zoom. Uh, it's a little more expensive. I think it's going to be 600 US for the Wi-Fi version and like 800 for the uh, cell phone version with the SIM card. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 10-inch screen on it. weighs exactly the same as the iPad. So 1.6 pounds. Uh, Dual-core processor, 32 gigabytes of storage space on it. Pretty much all exactly the same... Uh, in terms of wireless and cellular and stuff like that, Bluetooth, GPS, uh, does have both a front end your facing camera, video calling, video recording, 720p, multitasking, uh, flash. So pretty much it's for the same cost. This thing looks freaking amazing. Yeah, it stomps all over it for the same price. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and also it's on Android, so you know. Yeah, I, I find Android just to be a solid system. A solid operating system. I mean, I don't like... Uh, I have an iPod Touch myself, but I do not like Apple's layout of it compared to the Android, because I have an Android phone. Um, and I like the Android look, the feel, the style. Everything about it just screams better. Um, yeah. There's more apps for the I- iPod. Well, like, like one I mean, thing to keep in mind, like the Motorola Zoom is actually coming on Android 3.0, which is actually going to... it's supposedly being developed for tablets so it's not your cell phone android the flavor which is 2.4 which was i think they call it gingerbread or something like that (laughs) gingerbread delicious uh uh, the other thing that uh i think a a big thing that apple has cornered right now is the accessories market and uh she's my my trophy wife's looked at it and she's you know she said well i want an ipad and one of her arguments is for it you know, as we all know, she's big into Hello Kitty, and one of the arguments for it is, well, I can get a Hello Kitty uh, uh, case, like bookcase uh, folder type style, for 
the iPad, but I can't get that for like you know any of the other. Okay, if if Hello Kitty accessories is the uh, is the you know the selling point for uh, um, for a, a six hundred dollars yeah, device, yeah, for electronic device, you need to reevaluate your life priorities. <laughs> I apologize. Give my apologies to the trophy wife, but seriously, the fuck. Oh, it's not. That's not the reason why she's buying it. It'd be the reason why she chose it. Chose over, the iPad over yeah. like the. One, any of the other ones is because the accessories can match the can go with that now you know that's yes, one and, thing that uh, and like the iPhone match the purse and the everything else yeah exactly i mean uh, like i say she loves hello kitty i mean and well, that's one thing that i that I, apple has really cornered is like for their ipod like uh, the ipods or the iphones they really have that cornered where the accessories for those outnumber 10 to 1 the accessories for any other brand of cell phone out there right now. Yeah. And pretty much, uh, well, like, it's just so hard to find some some uh, accessories for the other stuff, like for my phone, the Galaxy S, the Vibrant. It's tough to find a nice case for it that I actually like. I'm still using this ugly-ass orange thing that I got when I first got the phone. And I'd mm-hmm. be looking around looking for something that's less gaudy-looking, and it's, like, impossible to find them. Yep, yep. And I've seen a few cases, uh, nothing that uh, really appeals to me. Like, don't, other than just the flat colors, I've seen one that's a, a giant American flag, and that's, for me, not my thing. Yeah, considering yeah. that we're Canadian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Tell her not to buy an iPad. Come talk to me. I'll, I'll talk her out of it. Well, she does listen to this podcast, so... Um... Don't buy an iPad. <laughs> If you're going to buy something, I'd probably recommend a Motorola Zoom or the Playbook. All right, Fair anything uh, anything you guys are uh, interested in? Anything uh, cool on the horizon? Well, here here's something. Uh, I'll send you guys the link here for it um, that uh, I just found, uh, again, while doing some uh, search there. It's, uh, the uh, e-coupled, e-coupled is what it's called. Um, the story is here... Um, if e couple has developed intelligent wireless power that is so flexible it can be actually printed into, directly into packaging, cost-effective power on the package has endless in <clears throat> endless number of interesting applications. It can draw, call attention soup. to the pro- attention <laughs> to the products to the benefits of light, lights, sounds, or drumroll, please. It can be used to make self-cooking <laughs> cans of soup. <laughs> Actually, I remember on um, uh, Daily Planet they had a thing, and yeah, I, yeah this was Z- uh, just Zayatong being hot as always, and I'm pretty sure when she was down in Vegas for the uh, the electronic show, I'm pretty sure that when she did her entire like um, her entire segment on these new things, that she was drunk as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Seriously, the, the, if you get a chance, go like online and look at those the the her uh, her specialty segments, and yeah, like she. I, I get the feeling that she was, you know, downing, you know, champagne by the bottle. <laughs> yeah, um, back to the story for a moment there. This is actually just Chunky featured soup. at CES uh, uh, 2011, just uh, that just wrapped up like a week ago or something like that, maybe two weeks ago. Um, it's a chart, it's, you know, can be placed on a wireless charging surface, so you don't need a microwave or a stovetop or anything like that. Um, and it well, basically, cook your your meal right in the can. 
I think that's you know really cool. That is actually pretty cool. You know, what it could turn into, you know, like a company, like you just have a wireless mat as one hooked up to a USB power source, and that could be the new cooking device in uh, kitchens. Cool. How much hardware is that you put into these cups, though? Uh, Apparently, it's uh, thin enough that it can actually be printed right into the labeling. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, like, it's, uh, it's so yeah. flexible, it can be actually printed directly into the packaging. And it goes on uh, to say that it's uh, it, the wireless power integrated into the packaging technology also works in store or at home, tracking inventory, nat- nutritional information, or expiry dates, all from a computer or a smartphone. Stores have automatic ordering, and you'll have a grocery list at your fingertips the next time you're out shopping. The, the thing I worry about, like, if all these things are built in that give you so much data, is you're just throwing all the stuff away. The whole culture of just everything's throwaway. Yeah. That, that, for, some, that for some reason, that it kind of it worries me for some reason. Mm-hmm. No, I totally oh, no. understand that. It's, that. That's a valid, valid concern. Like, right. uh, one company actually developed, like, a flash drive that's pretty much printed on top of a piece of cardboard that they're saying is essentially disposable. So now you're throwing away flash drives, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with the cell phones the way they are, uh, disposable as they are nowadays, there's a, a cell phone that came out in Japan uh, not too long ago, a few years ago, that uh, was actually very much that like that, printed on cardboard. As if it was a, like a $30 cell phone that once you're done, you could pretty much rip in two because it was just paper. Hmm. Yeah, I know that, uh, I think it was Nokia or something like that, they actually had a line of cell phones that were made of recycled cell phones or something like that, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of cool, but, you know, Nokia, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with you. The call, the, the technology, it's getting to a point where... Um, like, I don't want to have to throw all my stuff out. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's very, you know, consumer-driven, um, like... Uh, or not consumer dri- consumably driven. Yeah. Which is scary in a sense. I mean, you know, just if not from the, the sense of having to constantly buy more and more and more, but from the sense of all the waste that is going into the, into it. Like, I read somewhere that actually uh, this whole generation of 3D TVs, probably, they're probably going to end up phased out within about five years to a whole new technology, actually. It's just a matter, it's just the fact that... Uh, they had the technology, so they decided to stick it in the TVs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, on the on that note, um, with the three D, like um, CES, they uh, announced like the three or glassesless three uh, D televisions, which is you know a, a, a kind of a no brainer. Now, the kicker here is that the technology that they're using in the these uh, glasses glassless glassesless yeah uh, sans glasses yeah. Uh, 3D televisions is the exact same technology that they're using for the 3D movies where they just give you a pair of just generic you know, 3D glasses. It's the exact same technology that they're using there. So why did they go for the, th- the, the glasses, these ridiculous glasses that you had to wear for a 3D television? Yeah. In the first place. So, I mean, it's just, it, that's you know, to the point on 3D television there. <laughs> All right. Anything else anyone interested in at all? Or is this topic a bit of a dud? <laughs> I'm not much of a gadget person, to be honest. So, yeah. Sorry, I don't really have JD? anything. Anything? Mm. How about that? Uh, no. 
seen that crazy uh, controller attachment thing for uh, the PlayStation and Xbox controllers? Looks like a big tarantula you attach to your controller. Oh, no, no I have seen that. that. The Let's hell? Uh, see if I can find Bring it. Bring it up. Bring what it up. It? What the hell is that thing called? Uh, in the meantime, here's a couple of other uh, odd gadgets that I found uh, that are just kind of bizarre. Transparent uh, toaster. Yeah, exactly. Wow! That thing looks so awesome. <laughs> I know it. That's that's. I found that I was like, that is so cool. And uh, here's another one that I found. I mean, I, I find that I'm kind of running with it. A, a, a theme here, it seems. It is a, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a pancake machine. The Chef Stack Automatic Pancake Machine. That looks pretty fucking legendary. Yeah, just spits out pancakes constantly. And finally, the last one, uh, breaking away from the food. Uh, this one is a, a handheld printer. Uh, there's a, a bit of a, a short little video that you can actually, that's, uh, with the link there, that uh, within the first 10 seconds shows what it's capable of. And it looks pretty damn slick, if you ask me. It'd be pretty awesome to have. So you can hook it up to a smartphone and uh, print straight off it, and it'll print on any flat surface, even fabric. Huh. Okay, I'm watching. So it's scanning it. No, no, it's printing. Oh, that's actually printing? Yeah. That's crazy. But what if you don't exactly have like that, you know, if you're, if you have trouble doing those like uniform, you know, sweeping motions, how does it know that, you know, you're not printing over top of something? Well, it's uh, apparently, you know, it's um, able to, you know, know where you're printing, like what you're printing on. Okay. It has like the, the eye, so it... Lines everything up because you know, okay, trying so, to you know move the move it down exactly two inches so everything lines up would become uh, next to impossible. Yeah. What the hell can I not find this thing? All right. Well, I'll fill a bit more time. Bill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing that I'm interested to, I don't have a link for it, is uh, Microsoft Surface. Yeah, they're yeah, never gonna, they're they're never going to put that thing into any actual consumer use. It's just I, way yeah. too expensive. Yeah, it would be nice if they did. Um, I what is it? Microsoft Surface. Think of like a, a table, right? Yes, table is okay. a giant touchpad. Oh, well With, then. I think it also has near field communication in it too. So, yep. like, if your cell phone has it, you can put your cell phone onto the table, and it'll pretty much pick it up and do shit with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, that reminds me of uh, an idea that, like, back when uh, I was in my marketing class back in college a number of years back, uh, we actually had this idea for a restaurant that you would have the, the this was before Microsoft Surface was even announced, it was exactly that, a, um, a, a screen built into the table at which you would actually pull up the menu on and you would order off of it in that, in that fashion, so... You know, you heard it here first. Um, Microsoft stole my idea. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I can't find this thing. But pretty much what it was is this uh, this attachment thing you had attached to your controller, um, and it'd make it so you'd never actually have to move your fingers too far. 
It's just this really weird thing. It looks like you would attach a giant spider to your controller, pretty much, and add like tension bars and shit on it. So it's... is it like like that kind of like the spider thing? You ever play Resident Evil Five where Jill Valentine had that spider thing on her chest? Yeah, it's like that. No, not really. Oh, I want to find this thing, but uh... I want to find that thing that's on her chest. <laughs> Actually, I just want to find her chest. That's <laughs> a, you, you you can have the thing on her chest. I want the the chest. I want the chest. Well, you can't have the chest. I call dibs. Oh! <laughs> I just did. Yeah, I don't know what it's actually called. Controller attached. I tried to Google it and... The end control? Avenger. Controller attachment. Here it is, yeah. It's the end control Avenger Xbox 360 controller attachment. This thing looks stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's see this. The fuck? So, what, it's like adding additional triggers? No, it, it changes where these triggers are or something like that. It's just weird. Okay, so, uh... Let's see what it says here. do 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 the, the idea is you'll never need to take your thumbs off to analog sticks to swap weapons to reload because you'll just flick one of those weighted levers instead. So pretty much it adjusts where it pretty much so you got a bunch of these little like levers. levers and stuff going off the other buttons that, that are closer. Are weighted. Yeah, that are closer to your other fingers so that you don't need to move them as far. That is crazy. And apparently it's what sixty bucks. That'd be. I think that'd be really. Difficult to get used to playing like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's that's really interesting. But well, like game games radar, they did a uh, they did a preview of the hands on with the actual unit. This thing on the ball, you can't really see it on the picture. Apparently, at the bottom, there's like straps and stuff too that you can adjust the tension on. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah I guess there's for, um, like, your hardcore like Halo uh, players. It would be. Like huge in that regard, um, because you know, it, like first the, the the precision of strifing and uh, sniping while on the run would be okay. something that you could demand. From that, that link sort of that I just posted, they actually have a, a a video review of them using it. I think playing Black Ops, they're doing they're they're showing it. If you scroll down on that link. Kind of reminds me of uh, they released a controller specifically for racing games when uh, Hot Pursuit and Gran Turismo Five. No, that wasn't Gran Turismo Five. What other game came out recently? Some other racing game came out, and Need pretty for much speed. yeah, Need for Speed, and pretty much uh, changed it so that your triggers turned into like a throttle, or it seemed more like a throttle, mm-hmm. which is it was actually a. Uh, I think it was actually sponsored or designed by uh, HKS Racing Company, which is, apparently, I think we're terrible, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're redesigning controllers specifically for certain games, and it's, it's just not working. You're just having more plastic sitting in your living room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and with yeah. the whole uh, PlayStation Move now, you're going to have a bunch of plastic gun controller attachments now, too, just like you have for your Wii. Luckily, the whole music oh, industry is going down, so or the music game industry is going down, so you're not going to have more instruments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I have a, I have my fill of that. 
Um, yeah, you've got a whole trunk of them now. <laughs> yep, I got the whole ensemble. I mean, I got three mics, uh, two guitars, a guitar, and, and a set of drums. Well, like the thing, the thing to me that symbol this uh, signaled that the whole video game or the music game industry was going down is uh, when Rock Band releases a new instrument and still they don't post record sales. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, what else can you really do with the, the whole series, right? You can add more instruments. Well, they release a piano, keyboard thing, and pretty much nothing really happened. I, I, what I would be really interested, you know, in an alternate time, timeline, is if Activision didn't pummel the uh, music industry as hard as it did. Like, what do you, the, what do you mean by pummeled? Like, uh, just, um, they released so many just really poor games, music genre games, that the Guitar Hero series uh, just... Oh, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame Activision for that. I'd blame, like, Konami for doing that. Which company released Rock Revolution? You can, yeah, find, you can find those for, like, three bucks. Rock Revolution, Band Hero, Guitar Hero, uh, Power, Power Gig, Rise of the Sixth String, Rock Band... Uh, yeah, Co- yeah Konami did Rock Revolution. You could look around, you could find that thing for like $3. Yep. Uh, Band Hero was Activision. Apparently some people yep. actually like Band Hero a little more than the Rock Band. I don't know. They have Taylor Swift songs. I'd probably play it. But uh, that's besides <laughs> the point. Uh, Rise of the Sixth String, apparently that was just terrible too. Yep. I see a ton of those sitting around on the shelves still. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, I really wonder if, like, because Guitar Hero... The Guitar Hero series was the one that you know just pummeled the series into submission and then into pulp and. and well, like yeah. it, it was okay when there's only those two companies, yeah. like Rockman and Guitar Hero. Then other people try to jump on the bandwagon too, and then it's like, yeah, now we just have fifty or five, six more clones that are not as good. Yeah, I think that you know we could have lived in a world where Guitar Hero and Rock Band existed and would have been very profitable, but I think that. Uh, Rock, uh, Guitar Hero should have stopped at like Guitar Hero Four, but they went up to six. Maybe. And then there was also like the 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 band specific ones, you know, yeah, yeah. like uh, they what they do like Metallica, I think. Yeah, Metallica. AC, yeah. you know, uh, someone just rock... someone just did Green Day. I don't know. If, uh, oh, that was yeah. Rock Band. Yeah, yeah, but uh, well, apparently rock it wasn't band a full. Right. Yeah, that wasn't a full on game though, was it? Yep. It was just oh, it was it was yeah. But it had almost all of the uh, Green Day's songs on it, like all the ones that you'd want to play. Yeah. Um, whereas, like the AC, I think it was uh, the Aerosmith release was games that uh, were inspired by Aerosmith. Huh. I might be wrong, but it might have been ACDC or you know. But it was like you know you had games that were or sorry songs that I believe it was uh, I read an article that they were chosen by the son of one of the uh, like the lead singer of. Aerosmith or ACDC or that. So you had like Psalm 41 and songs that had nothing to do with the band that they were supposed to be. The, That's the hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. All right. Well, I think that should probably wrap her up for the night here. Uh, any uh, closing remarks, comments? Um, what did you guys think of the uh, Dead Island trailer? Intriguing. There was no gameplay, so I'll make no comment. Yeah, same. I uh, I usually wait for the gameplay because like I don't you, know. well, you see all these trailers and it's just cinematic trailers. Like, okay, that's great, but uh, what about the play? game? <laughs> yeah, apparently it's been. It was first shown in uh, two thousand eight at uh, um, 
E3. So, I mean, it's been in development for a while. Now, if the gameplay comes anywhere close to matching the, the trailer that they put out for the, like, the drama and the, 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 the story that's almost behind that one trailer, I think that yeah. they could have something on their hands. Memento-esque. But also, apparently, they've also just announced that there will be a movie. Literally on IGN, I was looking, they have announced film. All right. That, uh, I'm kind of getting sick of the whole zombie film thing now, too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you guys put. What would you prefer? Would you prefer more vampires? More gay, sparkly vampires? Uh, actually, I wouldn't prefer that. <laughs> I would prefer... Uh, I don't know what I'd prefer. Something good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, Hollywood seems to find something and latch onto it really hardcore. Yeah, I mean, like they're, they're doing the whole comic book thing now. Then they're, yep. they're doing zombies too. Then they're doing vampires, uh, werewolves. I don't know, mummies. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, what was that Penny Arcade? <laughs> We're like, no man. Then you know what the next fad is going to be? Mummies. mummies. <laughs> Uh, like I, I don't know what I'd actually want, but I'm kind of I'm kind of getting sick of all this stuff that they're doing now. You know, mm-hmm. like okay, you've done enough comic book movies that are terrible. Maybe if you make some good ones, I'll get back into it. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that with the current like the upcoming onslaught of comic book movies this summer, it kind of breathes some life into it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it might probably, probably the only good one that's actually going to come out is going to be like Captain America. They're going to put a lot more uh, money behind that one for sure. Yeah, because you got Captain America, Green Lantern, Thor. Um, who else is? What else is coming out this uh, summer? There's a bunch of other ones. I can't think of them off the top of my head, though. Oh, well, it must not be important. Yeah, yeah, it must not be. Yeah, I mean, Captain what, America's I, what, coming out in July. What I kind of see happening that might that might go in the next direction is video game movies. They've had a really bad run. They've had a really bad run, but I could totally see them coming back with it. I mean, you look at some of the past uh, video or comic book movies, like the uh, the first Fantastic uh, Four. <laughs> Fantastic Four, the original Punisher, uh, is another wait, wait. good are, one with John Travolta. No, no, that's not the original Punisher. The original Paul Punisher was 1991 with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, there you go. Was- Another bad one. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? That was fucking classic. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose classic as the original, um, the original Captain America, where he jumps out. He comes <laughs> out of uh, the the Captain America you now uh, van, cube van, or not cube van, but uh, like one of those panel pedophile van. vans. The panel van. Yeah, panel van. You know, riding the Captain America bike. I don't remember that, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> I do. Now that you told me, what the uh, Transformers movies coming out this summer. The next one, uh, X Men, Dark Side of the Moon, or something like that. Or? Yeah, no, uh, I'm not really sure about that. The second, the second Transformers movie was such a piece of crap. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> Thor, the beaver, yeah, I don't tell the beaver, I'm just listing stuff off now. The priest, I think that was based off the comic book. Yeah, that is. Yeah, priest. Yeah. Uh, Aliens and Cowboys is another one that's coming out that's based on a comic book. Yeah, I guess they're latching on to comic books pretty hardcore now. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, you know, they, they've exhausted their talent pool. Of yeah, writers. it's like, well, the writers, they, they can't come up with original thoughts, so let's adapt books and comics. 
Fast Five is coming out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, um, speaking of that, uh, there's a movie that came out today. Uh, I am four. Uh, yeah, I'm the number four. Whatever. Apparently, that's yeah. a terrible movie. Yeah. The uh, yeah. the trailer looked okay. Apparently, yeah, it's getting it, shit reviews. So. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I'm planning to go see a movie this weekend, so I don't know what I'm going to go see, but uh, I'll let you guys know next week. Yeah. I guess. I'm putting my money on the only good comic book movie going to come out this year is Captain America. Cap? I'm thinking Cap and Thor. Because I, I have a good feeling he's not going to be throwing a shield around in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I hope he throws at least once. I don't. Don't throw a shield around. <laughs> What, what I would like to see him throw his shield and it doesn't come back. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's just over on the other side of the room. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's just it's, it's to go to skids along ground his shield. Or he throws it and it smokes Hugo Weaving, who's playing the Red Skull, hits him right in the face, and Hugo Weaving goes, ah, fuck! I just got a a vibranium shield in the face. My God, they're doing another paranormal activity. Yeah, didn't you know about that? The first one, not bad enough. <laughs> well, they did the second one. That was out in theaters already, and that's yeah. coming to DVD. And the, I think they're planning on a third. Yeah. Just like they're doing another Scream movie. Yeah, they're doing the Scream, doing the Muppets, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. November 25th, so far, oh. it looks like. That week. Bet you 20 bucks it's going to be in 3D. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I don't see it not being in 3D. You know, Justin Bieber beats Hall of Fame Scotty Pippen at All-Star Celebrity MVP. I don't know. I just saw. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I think that'll uh, do it for tonight, guys. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about next week? Um, I don't know. I may not be here next week. So what, are you going, going AWOL on us? Possibly, yes. Why didn't you tell us this before? We need to we need to know in advance so we can plan. I did. I told you before we started recording, you twit. I I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I've been here the whole time. And as our yeah, listeners yeah, yeah. can attest to, this is the first time you brought this up. While it was being recorded, yes. Anyway, regardless, <laughs> I may not be here next weekend. I will find out later. You know, later in the week. So if I'm here next week, fabulous. If not, that's an, just an unfortunate loss that you will all have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're talking about absolutely nothing then. So we'll just do a regular thing, go through the news and chit-chat, ramble, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure we'll come up with something. I mean, we always seem to get lost off on topic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, visit us at 8.5bit.libson.com, email us at 8.5bit at gmail.com, uh, leave us a review on iTunes, and for 8.5bit episode 7, this is Stephen Lamb. Uh, Ian Maddie, wanting to know, if you want to help me platinum Dead Rising 2, send me an email. Don't do it, he's a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you're a racist. I, I saw this once in To Catch a Predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I'm Errol Reed. And J.D. Viardo. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. See you next week. Bienvenidos. <laughs>